This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, mamas. I want you to take it back real quick to the end of 2020 when President Trump announced he was going to ban TikTok. Do you remember that night when it was supposedly supposed to go into effect and all hell broke loose? There was hysteria rampant throughout the app, okay? People were going live, panicking, crying even that TikTok was no longer going to exist. You know, you saw TikTokers and content creators losing their minds because pretty soon they weren't going to be able to afford 400 dinners at Nobu. But then for everyone else, they were scared that they wouldn't be able to scroll. They wouldn't have an app that would suck them in and let them scroll for five hours until they pee-peed and poo-pooed themselves in their pants. I mean, people lost their minds. But then it didn't happen. Biden overturned the ban. But all of a sudden, here we are in 2023, and it might get banned again. So what is that about? What, is, what does this mean? Should we actually be scared? Is this a credible threat to having an app on our phones that actually sucks brain cells out of the power charger cable? We'll see. We'll get into it right after this quick break. The first TikTok ban actually didn't happen in the US. It happened in India. In 2020, this um, this was a huge, a huge ban because there was a lot of people. Well, first of all, there's a lot of people in India, but there was a lot of people from India on TikTok and for everywhere else in the world. Everyone's on the same app. OK, so as you may or may not know, TikTok is owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance. We'll get into that in a little bit. But everyone except for China in the world is all on TikTok. And then everyone on China is on Douyin, which is the Chinese version of TikTok. And when India got banned, it was like a big hit to the app because, you know, there were so many people. I didn't have that many people. I, I, in general, I don't have that many people from India that like watch me at all. I think it's like 5%, maybe less. So, I mean, now it's zero on TikTok. And they banned it so hard that apparently you couldn't even use a VPN to watch TikTok from India. You know, most of the time, if you like live in the US and you want to go to a, a website that's banned in the US or something, or it's more so for Canada because the US bans so many websites to Canada, like like you can't get HP, all these different like kind of streaming services, you have to use a VPN to use. But in India, you couldn't even do that. Like they fully like knocked it out. No one was watching t TikTok. So that was the first time it was banned. And it was for 
like the reason why it was banned is the exact same reason that it's getting threatened to be banned here. That is privacy and security issues because it's owned by a Chinese company. I have some thoughts on that, but let me just quickly recap the rest of the bans or the rest of the ban history. So obviously Trump announced that he was going to ban TikTok like a little poo-poo baby. And, you know, I think it was very easy for Gen Z to hop on the hate train about that because obviously it was Trump very unfavorable with our generation. We were like, well, fuck them. Don't take our TikTok away, bitch. Um, but then Biden came into presidency and effectively saved it. He like postponed the ban. But just recently in Canada and the US, TikTok did get banned, not on a wide like scale. It only got banned from government phones, which I think is just like kind of pointless because like if you work in a fucking passport office, you're not like scrolling through TikTok or if you're like, I'm trying to think of government agents. Like if you're a mailman, you're like, de like delivering that mail. You're not scrolling through TikTok while driving the mail vehicle. Like you would crash. So I don't think it's like, the thing is it sets a precedent. Like it shows that it can be banned. Now, obviously like if the government bans TikTok for the government, like that's up to them. They like the government owns the government. They can do whatever they wish with the mass like population of people. I feel like it'll be a little bit harder for it to get banned. However, there was like some law passed. I, I can't get, I don't know the specifics of it. We, they don't teach US history or politics in Canada. So I, I have very little knowledge, but essentially President Biden has like the full authorization and power to ban TikTok right now. If he wanted to, he could sign a little executive order, ban it, boom, it would be gone for the most part. Who knows if you could still get to it with VPNs or not? I think you could because I, I don't think the US is competent enough to like figure out how to like ban VPNs. But we're at a point where the president could completely ban TikTok and it's already been banned in one form. So I don't think it's too far out of the question that that could happen. Now, this is kind of what I already think could happen. He could sell it or force them to sell it to a US company. That is what TikTok was trying to do during the first ban scare in like 2020. Um, they were gonna sell to this company called Oracle and then that would have like, I guess, cleared them of the Chinese data mining allegations. I don't know. But that is one option. They could probably sell themselves. And I think that's most likely going to happen if like they start putting pressure on TikTok. Like there's no way like TikTok has such a hold on the on the culture everywhere. Like I want to I can't overstate enough how like in every country TikTok has such a hold. Now, not every country, because there's some places where it's like still very not adopted. For example, when I went to uh, Germany for the furry convention um, that I made a video on, uh, when I was interviewing like furries, I I had like a bit idea to just like say thoughts on at. It was like something like I was like thoughts on Addison Ray going to jail or something. I was just like, was making shit up and no one knew who Addison Rae was. And beyond that, I was like, oh, she's like a TikToker. And there's like, TikTok? They like either didn't know what TikTok was or just um like they knew of it, but like didn't have it. Like I think one person out of like 15 people that I talked to actually had TikTok. Now that could be like maybe just 
a furry thing that the furries haven't adopted TikTok, but I don't think that's it because I've seen one too many furs on TikTok. They fucking own that app. So I don't think that's the case. I think it's literally a Germany thing. And um, even when I was in Japan, I'm back now, by the way, if you haven't noticed my green screen setup, we're back. We're back, baby. Um, but when I was in Japan, also, um, a few people I talked to there d- didn't have TikTok. Um, so, you know, it, it it's not everywhere, but for the places that it is big, it immediately has a giant hold on the culture. You walk into stores in Canada or the US and they'll be like, this is the TikTok section. Like I walked into fucking Barnes and all, but they're like, this is book talk, our book talk section. Well, I'll get into that in a second because I have a rant and a fucking half about that. But <laughs> so back to the two possibilities. It could get banned or it could get sold. Or third option, nothing happens. Nothing happens at all. Now, the government's already putting pressure on TikTok to like be more transparent. Um, and in response, TikTok sets up these little... Uh, they're like transparency centers where they let journalists come see like their source code and stuff and be like, guys, we're not a threat. Yes, we are owned by a Chinese company, which has to adhere to the Chinese Communist Party, but we're not a threat. So, you know, they're, it's not like they're just like letting this happen. Like TikTok is fighting back. But unpopular opinion time, I don't care what happens. And I know that's like a little silly. You might think, Ben, you are a TikToker. That's your job. Yes and no. I did get my start on TikTok in 2018 um, with a couple, a couple of viral videos. And then things really started to kick off in 2020. But TikTok wasn't like always my dream. My dream was always YouTube. So, and I think a lot of other content creators feel this. They don't want to always like be known on TikTok. They want to branch out to other things. That's why you see people go to music. That's why you see people start acting in things. But more commonly, you see people move to YouTube because everyone knows that like YouTube is a way more like stable platform. It's been around for almost like 20 years, like two decades. Um, You can make a living and a half on there. So whereas TikTok, like a lot of people, like if you're Canadian, you don't don't get paid. Uh, There's no creator fund or anything. I've never made a cent from my actual videos on TikTok. It's only brand deals and stuff. And I haven't even done a TikTok brand deal in like a year. So like in terms of like actually making a living from TikTok, I've effectively retired from it. That's not to say I don't have fun still making videos here and there. Um, And I do want to actually like pick up like starting making videos again and just like having fun with it because at its core, TikTok is fun. It's fun to make videos on there. But at its worst... It is scary. So we'll get more into like why I don't care in a little bit. But what scares me about TikTok is like the overall, I I truly believe it has had an overall net negative on society. And I know this is going to sound very boomer of me, very Luddite, and I don't give a fuck, but and I'm, I know this is, I'm, I am biased. I have to admit that I'm biased because I'm being jaded from like someone who does this for a living. And everyone knows like when you do stuff for a living, like bleh, you like start to maybe not like it. And that's like maybe a little bit of like how I feel. 
but I still can recognize that TikTok is a very fun thing when it's just like for fun. If you're just a casual user, like not doing it for a living. But TikTok as an app sucks you in like nothing else. And this is, I'm not like saying this, like guys, has anyone else noticed that TikTok is kind of addicting? (laughs) Like I'm not trying to be like that, but it's like that. It's fucking like that. I've never seen an app that can pull people in like it does. And listen, it's I don't think it's a, necessarily a bad thing to have like whatever like whatever, a video game, a movie, a TV show like pull you in and you get addicted to it. But it's the way that it does it. The way TikTok is so addicting is because it data mines your ass, okay? It sees all your internet activity and finds out your interests and then gives you videos that are so addicting that you, the app literally feels like a second limb. Not a second limb. We have more than two limbs or one limb. It feels like a fifth limb. So it wasn't a third leg. But then, <laughs> and then I remember what that entails. Um, <laughs> not that. Not that. So like... We've never experienced this with any other social media platform. Like with YouTube, yes, you can get addicted to it, but it's not because it's like doing psychological fucking warfare on your brain and like figuring out every small niche inside your brain and then exploiting it by giving you content exactly for that. And it's not just that it's giving you everything that you like. It's been shown that like TikTok's algorithm will like have days where it shows you all bad content so that you're like craving. Like it gives you like little dopamine rushes like certain days so that you keep coming back to it. That's why sometimes your for you page will be so good and then the next day it'll be ass and you'll be like, what happened? Like I need more. I need what I had yesterday. And then the next day it gives you more. It keeps you addicted. So like with YouTube and stuff like that, obviously they have like a recommendation algorithm, but it's not really like as addicting as TikTok is. And I know this because like you see so much of the older generation just get sucked into TikTok. And this is something that never happened with social media before. You never saw like, I mean, there's a Facebook mom phenomenon, but that's because Facebook's kind of built for them. Like you never saw older people just like sitting on a computer watching YouTube for like six hours in a row. And even for most, like I want to say for most Gen Z people, it's really hard to like watch more than like three hours of YouTube, but it's really not that hard to do that with TikTok because it's infinite. It's literally infinite. With YouTube, you have to make an active decision for the most part, what you want to watch next. And you might get to a point where you're like, oh, I can't find anything. Well, that's it. TikTok just keeps showing you more and more of exactly what you like, of exactly what you like. And that's just like on a personal level of what TikTok does to your brain. But I want to talk about like more of the effect of TikTok on society real quick after this quick break. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay. So, 
I know I said earlier that TikTok has had a net negative effect on society. And by that, I mean, it's had an overall negative effect, in my opinion. That is not to say there has been incredible things that have happened on TikTok. But I don't think it outweighs the, like, mass brain rot that is, like, inflicted on the world. And I know that's a little bit harsh to say. And I know it's just an app. And we have free will to close it. But do we? Because that app is so addicting. It is insane. Now, I want to first, like, talk about the good things with TikTok. Because it's it's important to, like, not ignore them. Um, you see, like people like ma and pa businesses like I, i'm sure you've seen like tiktoks where it'll be a son and like his dad owns like a burger shop and it'll be like my dad loves making burgers but he only gets two customers a day someone please help him out and then the tiktok goes viral and then that store is like lined up out the door and their savings and their mortgage is paid off and their lives are changed completely forever and that has happened to so many people in so many different ways with tiktok like whether it be like your business gets saved or you become a creator and you're able to pay off student loans or, um, you know, you can buy your mom a house or something. Like there's a lot of money to be made in really honest ways, I will say on TikTok. Um, For the most part, there's some very dishonest ways people make money on TikTok. But, you know, like by honest, I mean wholesome little moments where, the power of TikTok was able to get the masses together to support people that needed it. I think that's really important. And I think that's, I'm really glad that that's happened. And I'm not saying that TikTok is the only place where that can happen. You know, you see that on Twitter, other forms of social media, but it does happen a lot on TikTok. So, and also it is a positive that like, there's the bar is like so low or well, the, the entry bar is so low to make content. Like, literally almost anyone could become a TikToker if they, like, put their mind to it. So that's something that you never really had before on other social media platforms. Like, YouTube, you really had to get lucky in the past. It's a, it's a little bit easier now, I think. But, like, you really had to, like, strike gold to get a following on YouTube. Um, like, literally, I only got my YouTube following because I was able to get a boost from people from TikTok watching my YouTube videos. Like, I don't know if I'd ever have, like, a YouTube presence as big as I did if I didn't have that first boost from TikTok. So that's something that, like, I'll forever be grateful for. Um, and also, like, TikTok used to be such a, like, such a tight-knit kind of, like, community and, like, I, this is, I'm really romanticizing like the 2019, 2020 areas or sorry, eras, not areas, but it was back when, you know, if there was me, like a meme on TikTok, everyone saw it. Like I'm thinking about like the Adam Ray. Okay. Um, person doing like the Rosa character, um, like the audios, all of those things were like, it was so common. It felt like a second Vine. And it filled this hole that I think a lot of people were missing where they wanted like Vine. They wanted Vine culture of having like funny little quotable memes that would last like a month. And it was like that. It really was like that. And then in 2020, when the pandemic hit and everyone started joining TikTok, what you saw was all these different people from all different walks of life, like joining. It could be like, your plumber down the street who wants to see like car videos it could be your teacher who's really interested in like um cooking 
And all of a sudden, you saw TikTok just fucking disintegrate into all these different niches. Now, this is very good for TikTok as like a business model because you're creating basically a, like millions of different apps that are just tailored to the person that's downloading it. Like no one has the same app pretty much. So you, it's like putting people into these echo chambers and suddenly the, like, m the cute little moments where all of TikTok would come together was effectively gone minus like a few times like the corn kid where everyone's like, ha, ah, cute corn kid. Which, by the way, oh my god, fun fact, I saw Corn Kid at the Kids' Choice Awards. I was at the Kids' Choice Awards last night. Saw the Corn Kid. I don't know why I just threw that anecdote in. I saw the Corn Kid, y'all. Update, life alert. Okay, so, you know, we have, like, very rare moments like that where um, all of TikTok has, like, seen something. And I think it's, like, fun. I really do think it's fun to have that. I, I'm, like, vehemently against these like tiny little echo chambers where we're only seeing things that we want to see. I think it's very important to like have ourselves be broadened and like shown things that we're not necessarily like interested in. That's how you develop new interests. So many of my interests and stuff are from like just getting shown random shit on YouTube. And I recognize this isn't just TikTok. Almost every social media platform has this kind of like for you effect now and it's showing you like what you think you want to see so I think it's like sad to not be sh and that that's kind of one of the like nice things that like tv had was you know it would show you random stuff sometimes and I have to admit a lot of it that you would see on tv like if you're just scrolling through channels would be like absolutely so fucking boring but sometimes you would just stumble across something new and something fun and that's what doesn't exist on tiktok is stumbling you can't stumble across things it's just all the stuff that they think you want to see. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> and then there's also, like, the overall just kind of... It, it's The thing about TikTok is that it's permeated itself into every single thing. Like, everything. Everything is a little bit different than it was three years ago. And it's because of TikTok. Like... You look at the music industry, you now have singers that are like specifically making songs just so they go viral on TikTok. Like they're make they're trying to make these like little cute five second viral moments so you can like do a little lip sync to and be like, that moment when my mom leaves the dishes. And then the song's like, oh my God, I hate you. Or some shit like that. Like that is what so many artists just like try and do because obviously there's money in that, like no shade to them. It's it makes sense, but that's not really music. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not no person to like just like that's not music. That's not art. But like, be fucking for real. Like A B C D F U being nominated for the Grammy of Song of the Year, like Record of the Year, is like the worst thing to happen to society this decade. Um, so there's that, and also on the other end, like actual artists that are already established are being like forced by the record labels to like make. TikToks promoting their songs like before Steve Lacey's song Bad Habit blew up you know he was obviously already really well known um and like the in the, in the indie kind of like scenes but he wasn't like mainstream by any means um well kind of he had like one big song like anyways but he was posting TikToks and like paying TikTokers. Well, he wasn't directly, but like his label was paying TikTokers to make songs promoting his song. Now, obviously that song was so good. Like 
that whole album was so amazing that so many of the songs just rose to the top naturally. But he was getting forced to like make TikToks promoting his song so that it would like hopefully have a TikTok viral moment. And it's funny. The funniest part about that is like I know a few people who were getting paid to promote uh, his song Bad Habit. Or no, no, not this was before Bad Habit. It was... Okay, I had to check my Spotify playlist, but the song was Mercury. And what they were paying people to promote from the song was the very start where he's like, and the description in like the briefs was like, <laughs> it was like, make a reaction to the beat switch on Steve Lacey's new song. But that's not fucking went viral because that was just a company like grasping at straws to like find a viral moment. But what actually went viral was like other parts of the song that they didn't even try to promote. And then it just rose up naturally. Like the whole album was so good that it just got popular on TikTok. And I think that's more kind of like a beautiful thing when like songs just have a cultural moment and then that lets them grow on TikTok. I hate, I hate the idea of like the fucking whole music industry just getting influenced by record labels paying TikTokers to make these soulless videos. Like, like, and TikTokers don't, like fun fact, TikTokers don't even like enjoy doing these song promos. Like, they it's a quick buck that's basically what it is but like if you've ever i really want you to like watch and i've done this before like i'm fucking guilty but i want you to like watch um if you ever see a tiktoker like using a song you've never heard but the song's kind of cringe see if there's a hashtag ad in it in the caption or like they tag the artist or something and see if like Usually it's like a, a TikTok where there'll be just like texting like that relatable or it'll just be something completely unrelated to the song and they just like want to make a like a throwaway video and they're like, fuck it, I'll just throw in like a sponsored song so I get paid. Like just be on the lookout for them because that once you like kind of see them, they're like really easy to spot. But that's like kind of the effects on the music industry and just like. Like I mentioned earlier, it's permeated so many different spaces. Like you walk into Barnes and Noble, there's like a sponsored TikTok book section. Um, you go to like kitchenware stores, they have like a as seen on TikTok section. And it'd be nice if it was like actually like a democratized thing. Like people were like things got popular because they were actually good. But it's so easy for like. Like, believe it or not, like, there's a way to, like, basically, there's so many things you can do to, like, guarantee a video go viral and, like, have the algorithm, like, pick it up. And so, like, people will promote products in, like, genius ways by, like, barely even making it look like an ad. Like, have you ever seen, like, a like a semi-cool product, but then the person's like, whoa, look at this, <laughs> look at this, um knife that chops all the corn off a cob have you ever seen anything like this and then it's like a 4k like aesthetic like video and then everyone that comes is like where can i get this that's all manufactured like that's all like like done specifically so that it gets those kind of comments so that people buy it and that shit works and then it sells out and like becomes incredibly popular so you know <laughs> there's things like that where it, i just see it like influencing the and you like y'all know me like like here's the pot calling the fucking kettle black but like i think i i think let me just fucking end that thought while this police car comes by and ruins the podcast um but just like the actual app as well has so many like hostile fucking features it's insane like why is there the search bar feature 
Let's have a conversation about that because no one wants to talk about the search bar feature. If you don't know what it is, basically on every TikTok now, it'll have a short like sentence, like five or six words of basically whatever people search after watching the video or whatever people are commenting and it fucking highlights it in broad daylight. And the gag is it can have nothing to do with the video. Like for example, if I shit myself, if there, if there, if not even if I shit myself, if there's like a rumor going around that I shit myself, um, and like people start commenting it or people search for it, it'll show up in the search bar and the video could be doing like a little get ready with me. I could be putting like lotion on my face or something. And the search bar against my fucking will would say Ben of the week shit himself. And I've seen this happen like in really fucking brutal ways for people. Like accusing people of stuff like it'll say like like blank's name allegations and there's literally none it's so good you click on it there's not a single video about it it's like one person could like start a rumor in a comment section on someone's video um and it could even be as a joke like you know sometimes people joke like being like uh say you did something very embarrassing like you you I don't know why everything's going back to pee or poop, but say you peed yourself. Say you, a twi- like a streamer peed themselves. Um, <laughs> then like the, the, the search bar could literally say like, or someone could comment like you beat the pee allegations, but then allegations could be like a little bit of a, a buzzword and then end up being the search bar. And then it could be this person's name allegations. And then people click on that thinking like, oh my God, like bad, bad allegations. Like it gives no context because you click on it and like the videos are ordered now in a horrible way. You don't get any information from them, but more often than not, I click on the search bar and it leads fucking nowhere. Like the thing that it says in the search bar literally doesn't exist. Like, whatever phrase it is, like, hasn't happened, doesn't exist, is not real. It's fucking crazy. And there's no way to turn it off. It's like a burned-in feature that you have no control over. Like, that shit is crazy. And to, like, branch out into the comment section, the comment section on TikTok is, like, an absolute cesspool. That shit, like, is so bad. Like, it it also is just, like, filled with, like, people starting rumors, um that just like spread like wildfire like obviously rumors like spread very easily on the internet but nowhere do they spread easier than the fucking tiktok comment section that shit is crazy it really is insane so overall i i what i see happening is tiktok getting forced to be sold to a u.s company which like you know i think that'll take a while i don't think like one day we're gonna wake up and tiktok will be banned but i just hate the fucking like it's like created like a hive mind but at the same time like caused everyone to go into like these little bubbles and not know what their neighbor is doing like by hive mind i mean everyone has the same kind of like thought process on tiktok and like basically like when it's comments like people just take things at like face value and believe anything they see on TikTok. This is one thing that, okay, I'm diverting thought again, but I need to like say this. This is one thing, and I might make a video on this, an, another podcast episode on this in the future, but TikTok from 2018 to 2020 was a place where it was for fun. It was for fucking fun. FFF, baby. Nothing was really like taking seriously. And what I mean by that is a lot of stuff was like satire. 
which, you know, is like a fancy kind of way of saying fake, but it's not in a deceiving way. It's like to either make fun of something or just like have a good laugh, okay? And then something shifted and a lot of that changed. Suddenly you see like the older generation joining TikTok and they are using it for like an as an actual utility. And this wasn't something that just magically happened. TikTok kind of campaigned for this. They had like a whole learn on TikTok campaign and were like paying people to make educational content. So this was obviously like a, a direction they wanted to go into. But all of a sudden people use TikTok as an actual utility for life, whether it be cooking, doing taxes, fixing your car, shit like that. And I genuinely think that fully killed like the spirit of tiktok and i don't think it's bad i don't think people shouldn't be like have a place where they can be like educated and stuff but the problem there's a culture where on tiktok where like everything is unserious and then all of a sudden they try and make it serious that old culture is not going away the two things are fucking mixing together so you have shit that i make like videos that are obviously satire mixing in with actual videos of like maybe some lady couponing at Walmart. So people get into this mindset as more and more of these serious videos come in that everything is real on TikTok and you shouldn't have any critical thought and just like take anything you saw on TikTok at face value. And that's so fucking scary because people start to think my videos are fucking real. Okay, I'm just gonna talk about it now. YOLO. <sighs> My videos on TikTok, for the most part, are completely satire. They're not real. I've never flooded my fucking neighborhood. I've never shoplifted from Walmart. Yet those are two of my biggest videos, partly because people think they're real. And I do admit, I do make them look real. But I thought, like, you would get a whiff of satire from it. But that's not the case anymore on TikTok. Because, like, things being unserious are dead. They're gone. And you know, there, there is a genuine argument that can be made there on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, prob it probably is a good thing that people are actually learning on TikTok rather than just going for a giggle. But it puts all the other content in a weird position where people start seeing it as real. And it's weird because that has blown my shit up. Like, I have TikToks with crazy amount of views and it doesn't make sense to me because I make sure I have dead fucking giveaways in my videos that they're satire. Like, I will literally put special fucking effects in my videos. Like, nuclear bombs will go off in the background of my videos and people will still fucking ask if they're real. I'm like, oh my god. And I, I start to feel bad because I'm like, am I like, it feels like I'm playing with people's gullibility at this point. But, like... <laughs> It's crazy. Like, I literally made a video where I, like, went to this revolving sushi restaurant and, like, pretended to drop my phone in, like, the plate slot where you insert your plates afterwards and then, like, woke up in the fucking back rooms and people thought it was real. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I had genuine comments from, like, 50-year-old women being like, what is that place? How did you get there from there? Do we have no fucking media literacy? Like, oh, my God. It's crazy. Okay. The rant's getting a little bit too heated, but I wanted to, I really wanted to like talk about that. And I guess I'm talking about it in the context of TikTok getting banned now, but it's just, it's been really interesting to me how that has played out, how people like all of a sudden expect everything on TikTok to be real. And I don't always know how to navigate that. So anyways... Like, uh, no, 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 I need to continue, I need to, cause like, why the fuck did people think I was actually kidnapped?
Because why at because <laughs> why at the Kids Choice Awards last night did five different people, including a few creators that are adults, ask if I was actually kidnapped? Holy fuck! Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, ban it, Joe Biden, fucking ban it, and you'll have my vote. But here's the thing: I want to. We're gonna wrap this up. This is we're really. This is a fat episode for you, mamas. Joe Biden will get fucking flamed if he bans TikTok. Obviously, he needs like the Gen Z vote so badly, and there's so many Gen Z people that are over 18. If he bans TikTok, no motherfuckers are voting for him. They are going to hate him. And I don't think that means they're going to, like, become Republicans and, like, vote for Trump. But, like, the, a lot of people will be, like, very dismotivated to vote for someone who banned their beloved app that they spend, like, five hours on a day. So I really don't think he's going to ban it. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh I have a lot of mixed feelings on this. I feel like I, I, I articulated a lot of points a little bit weirdly. I'm just, like, getting my thoughts out, just doing a little rant. This is drama mama. Like, <laughs> I'm not get, doing, like, fucking critical analysis thesis statements over here. Like, we can... But anyways, um, please, please comment. Please, please, please comment um, your drama because uh, next episode I'm going to do some drama reading because it's been too fucking long. And I want to know, I want to know what's going on in the mama's minds and their lives. I love y'all so much. Um, meeting y'all, like so many of you were at the Kids' Choice Awards last night and I got to meet a bunch of you. Holy moly, that was so fun. Um, I had a blast there. So fun, so fun. Um, but if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Spotify if you want to help your boy out. We're almost at 10,000 five-star reviews on Spotify. That's insane. That is insane. Like, thank you so much. Uh, and also Apple, if you want to leave a little Apple review. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you guys later. Um, definitely on YouTube. Who knows about TikTok? Stay safe. Please go outside. Set your fucking screen time limits. Yo, I set a 30-minute screen time limit for TikTok. My life has never been better. Um, okay, love y'all. See you, mamas. Bye.